For the beep anymore. I just know that by the time I'm, like, you're like, all right, we'll do it, and then like <laughs> fucking two minutes later, I'm like, you've been recording me the whole fucking time. Yakuza, those are good games. Yes. You ever played True Crime, Streets of L.A.? Yes. And then and True New Crime York? New York. Yeah, I never played New York. I played uh, L.A. all the time. Yes. And then did you ever play Sleeping Dogs? No, that was supposed to be another True Crime, but they yeah changed it. Sleeping Dogs was dope as shit. Yeah. Oh, don't mention dogs right now. <laughs> Fucking shit, dude. Moment of silence. Fucking hate my uh, situation at the moment. I hear you. Don't. I hear you. Uh, I almost said the word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Flack Jack Productions. This is a new episode of the Super Thack Podcast. Episode 29. 29. We're almost at 30. We should have been at 30 like two months ago, but we're here. I think it would have honestly... Would it have been two months ago or more than that? Probably at two months, because there was like a good month we took off. And then some weeks in between. Yeah. No, that seems fair. I mean, we're probably... So, we have about eight more weeks till the end of the year, roughly. Yeah. So, yeah, that sounds about right. Means we're about twenty-ish behind. But nonetheless, we're here at thirty, yes. and we're here to fuck shit up. <laughs> yes. Um. This week hasn't been super eventful, but I had one thing I was super fucking excited about. I know I sent you a picture of it. Um, and we actually kind of talked a little bit about this last podcast about uh, Assassin's Creed, but we were talking about the movie primarily. Yeah. And how it was dog shit. And now there's a potential that it won't be dog shit this time around because it's a TV show ran by Netflix. Yeah. And everything Netflix has been doing TV show wise, especially anything with good writers behind it. Yeah. And like that are actually putting promotion into, um, has been fantastic. Like, the first season of The Witcher was great. Um, Stranger Things is one of the biggest TV shows, like, ever. Yeah, and even right now, Cobra Kai is uh, number one on Netflix. Yes. like Trending. Their TV shows are, like, on top. The only thing that really rivals it right now is The Mandalorian. That, and I'd say uh, there's a lot of talk of that new show on... Um, Apple TV. Mm. Um, it's with Jason Sudeikis, the Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard were talking about it. Tim Lasso or some shit like that, where he's like a football coach in America oh. and he goes to a different country. Yes. That's like that's been getting a lot of hype lately. The the streaming services have been up in their game because you had yeah. Lovecraft Country that's on me. HBO, uh, The Vow on HBO, which I want to buy HBO just for The Vow. It sounds it's, fucking insane. It sounds wild. Especially, From what I hear, it, it didn't need to go past one season. Yes, and especially because it's all based on 
real shit. Yeah. Um, the there was one chick from Smallville that actually joined that cult in real life. In real life, <laughs> the blonde chick, I think. Okay. Like his like really good friend or whatever. Okay. Uh, I think Allison Mackey is her name. I could be wrong. This sounds familiar. Um, but yeah, she gets drawn into the cult and like it's a big old thing. <laughs> uh, and then when Watchmen came out for HBO, that was gigantic. Yeah, what happened to that? Is there going to be another season? Nope. Or? Damon Lindelof, I believe is his uh, name. He wanted to do one season and that was it. Cause good, because that's all it's worth. I hate that show. Yes, and I, I think that's the way that we kind of start needing to think as a society. Because I'm starting to get fatigue from sequel shit. It just, it's getting old. I, I love certain things and keeping up with them but there is some stuff that you just need to stop like I loved Arrow for the first two seasons there was one more season I enjoyed but it took four seasons after the second season to get there (laughs) Uh, there are logical places to stop things and because stuff makes money and I'm I'm not bad mouthing this show at all because I haven't heard anything bad about it but that's how you end up with 15 seasons of Supernatural that and then like as far as movies go too that happens a lot like the Terminator series Transformers the Transformers series cause fucking I any horror franchise Tech oh, yeah. Chainsaw Friday the 13th those fucking things never learn how to I will say the one that I'm surprised never got like sequels yeah is Black Christmas I know that I've been kind of non-stop talking to you about this one lately yeah. cause I've when I was a kid uh in 2006 they did a remake of it and it went almost 30 two years without a reboot. Yep. And then all of a sudden they did another reboot last year. Yeah, and I heard, didn't hear uh, good things about it. Uh, so, I know you told me that it seems very, like, super feminism. That's what I've, like, some of the reviews I've read but said in, that. in my opinion, all of them have kind of been that way. Because it's they? literally set in a sorority house. It's kind of yeah. like the whole final girl trope thing. Right. Uh, the last one, maybe a little bit less. But, like, the, the 2006 one has, like, a really good cast. Really? Uh, what is her name? Michelle Trachtenberg is in it. Okay. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Mm. Um, Lacey Chabert. She plays uh, Gretchen Wieners in Mean Girls. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, and then, I don't know the other one. Oh, Katie Cassidy. That sounds familiar. Uh, she plays Black Canary in Arrow. And then she's also in Gossip Girl and a few other things. Okay. Um, she, she, I think, was actually, like, the lead actress in the movie. Yeah, she was. And she did really good in that one. I've always kind of enjoyed her. Her dad was also really famous. He was in a, a sitcom, I think. Okay. David Cassidy. That sounds familiar to I, I just can't remember what the show is. I'll have to look, look it, up. it up. It was, like, really, really big. They had the soundtrack to it, and, like, it sold... Uh, the Partridge Family, I believe. David Cassidy, let's see. Tell me if I'm wrong. Pretty sure it's the Partridge Tell Family. Tell me I'm right. Uh, let's see. Come on, come on, come on, come on. But whatever she did, she did it right to stay TV on. shows, you bitch. Oh, here we go. She, she did... Yeah, the Partridge Family. Nice. She did a good job of, uh kind of living up to the family name I guess you could say because like she is fantastic in everything she does she's one of the highlights like I remember there was like a bunch of people like 
sending death threats to the Arrow team when they killed her character off <laughs> in one of the seasons. Like, you know, what's funny because like all those nerds that watch those shows, like us, yes, <laughs> a lot of talk like that, but they'll never do it. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, but the thing is, like, don't get me wrong, I get devoted to my shows and I absolutely love them. Yeah, but if I see something I don't like to where I'm drawn off. Well, just fucking quit watching it. Yeah, and I can be like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to come to your You're house. You're dying tonight. <laughs> cat. Like, I just, I don't see the point in taking fandom to that level. That just shows you they have no lives. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. And that, and we live in a instant gratification society where, like, dude, literally people post something on Twitter, and if it doesn't get the amount of likes they want, they, like, lose their shit. Yeah. Like we live in a society. Yes. Joker. Like people people are mad if what they want that they will drive up conversation as much as they can about something so they can get a sequel to it. Mm-hmm. And it because it's not what they want, they like lose their fucking shit. Yeah. Like everyone's trying to boycott The Last of Us Two's ending. Oh really? Oh it's it's literally like split down the middle. You have the group of fans that love it, and they're like, cool, like, it. I wanted a sequel, and this is like... Is there room for another sequel oh, of yeah. the ending? Oh, I, okay. I think they're, like, they don't really, like, draw it out to make me feel like they're going to do another sequel. Yeah. But they always could. Is it, like, ambiguous? Wrench. Yeah, kind of. Like, oh, they, okay. they could wrench it out for more, but, I mean, it was a very to-the-point ending. There's no real, like, hanging question. What happened? I don't, don't want to fuck it. Up for you. For me, I'm never gonna play. Never gonna play okay. ever. So, did you ever play the first one? No. So, uh, in the first one, Joel pretty much takes this girl Ellie uh, to this group called the Fireflies because she was bitten by a zombie, and 14 days have passed and she hasn't turned. So, by all logic, she's the like road to the cure. Okay. And the only people who can make the cure are the Fireflies. Well, at the end of the first one. Uh, they basically tell her that they're going to have to tell him that they're going to have to kill her yeah. to make the cure and he goes apeshit and kills like 300 people in this hospital and that ties up to the next game like he lies to her about it and he's like oh yeah they had somebody else that they were able to get the cure like do research on to like look for yeah. a cure and then at the beginning of the game you play as Ellie for a little bit and you're just kind of doing, like, searching and stuff for uh, doing, like, their rounds, like, their patrols and stuff. Then all of a sudden, you switch to this other chick, and you kill Joel as revenge. And it takes you literally three-quarters of the game to find out why she did it, even though it's, like, kind of obvious. Yeah. Uh, but, like, her dad was the doctor who was going to do the surgery and everything and like create the cure. Yeah. And so she went looking for revenge on him. And the end of the game, like the whole thing is like pointing you towards revenge. Like she goes out of her way to find her again after the chick spared her life the first time. And she goes to find her just to like stop again. Shit. So it's like uh people were pissed that she didn't go through with it. People were pissed that it was very, like, kind of preachy about, like, not giving in to, like, the urge to have revenge on people. Yeah. Because it just begets more revenge and more revenge because there's always someone that loves them that's going to come back after you, that type of shit. Like Kill Bill. Yeah. And 
Which I'm still excited for the idea of a a third Kill Bill yeah. movie, even yeah. though it shouldn't be called Kill Bill. In my and opinion. there was that uh, fan casting where they put uh, Zendaya as the oh. older version of the little girl. That'd be fucking. And she wants trying to go find Uma Thurman to go kill her. That'd be tight as fuck. Yes, and then there comes another issue with that, though. Like, just going off that same logic thread is, if she does kill Uma Thurman, Uma Thurman has a daughter. And they're going to fucking fight, too. It's just endless fucking... Revenge. Revenge. And that that was kind of the message of the game, where a lot of, like, diehard fans were like, I'm fucking done, like, pissed off. I saw, like, people praising it, and people just, like, wanting to throw it in the trash. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, like... An interesting thing to do with the $60 you just dropped on the game, but all right. Um, but yeah, so I don't even remember how we got to that. Oh, Fan Rage. Yeah. Over, uh, I don't even, I still <laughs> I, don't know. I, know, I know it was Fan Rage about, oh, uh, I, it was going to tie into the next thing, I think. Cyberpunk 2077 yeah. got delayed again. <laughs> um, Sorry about the tangent. And honestly, that might not even be why I was going there, but still. Yeah. Cyberpunk 27, 2077 got delayed again to December this time. And just like Toxic Fandom that we were talking about, people decided to send death threats to the publishers at CD Projekt Red. And the... Uh, CEO of the company basically had to come out and be like, it's unacceptable that people try to treat us this way. We're human, yeah. too. Like, They're trying to make a product for you. Yeah. And my thing is, honestly, when it comes to a video game, it's not like a movie, okay? You should be able to push the release date back yeah. until the game is finished. Yeah. That's why you don't have... Grand Theft Auto V, when it released, was one of the only games in recent memory, that and uh, God of War Two, that were not released with massive bugs. Yeah. Especially GTA V. Because they delayed it like three, four times. Same thing with Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Because you don't want the problem that EA has with Madden or <laughs> um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 when it came out. You don't want all the pictures to surface of, oh, look at this shit. I'm riding through a wall. I'm... It's like, would you rather have like a really good game or them just put it out as is yeah. and bitch about it anyway? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, same thing with uh, WWE 2K20. Mm-hmm. When that came out, dude, the memes were ridiculous. Like, it got so bad to the point where, like, I know we talked about it at the beginning of the year, when the cl- internal clocks on the Xbox, PlayStation, whatever people were playing on switched to 2020... The year on the cover of the game, people weren't even able to play. Because (laughs) there was, like, just even more game-breaking bugs. Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, when you have that much bad press, like, WWE has taken this year off of their 2K game so they can improve on it for next year. Yeah. So maybe it's actually an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Or you have other things like FIFA this year. All the bad press they've gotten because... Literally, it's not even a reskin. It's literally just a re-release of uh, FIFA nine or FIFA twenty. That's almost how bad twenty one is. The only things that are different, um, they say like the pass rushing moves are different when you're playing the defensive line. Mm-hmm. They're basically the same. It's just different buttons. Okay. Um, and the uh, menus are different. Skins. Um, 
But other than that, it's pretty much the same fucking yeah. game. Well, that's the confusing part is even then, it's still buggier than it was last year. Yeah. So it's like, after a while, you got to wonder, would it be beneficial for them to delay a game even though it doesn't line up with monetary gain? And you know what's kind of shitty is that they'll never do it because people keep buying the games. Like oh, me, yeah. I bought the fucking game the day it came out. Well, Assassin's Creed forced themselves to take off a year after Unity because of, like, characters were missing faces. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was bad. It was huge, like, black mark on yeah. them for a couple of years. So they took a year off uh, after, was it after that one or after Syndicate? And they came out with Origins. And then they took another... I, I think then they came out with Odyssey, and then they're taking another year off, and then Valhalla comes out this month. I have Odyssey. I haven't played it yet. It's, in my personal opinion, probably the weakest of the really? entries. Yeah. It's okay. It, it's still fun, but, like, I, I love Unity now, as it stands, after all the fixes and all that. Like, it's a fantastic story, fantastic game, very well thought out, um... Favorite would still probably be between uh, Brotherhood 3 and uh, Black Flag. Okay. Rogue is a close, like, I guess that would be like fourth place. <laughs> but, like, they're fantastic games. Mm -hmm. um, overall, like, story is very well done up until Origins and Odyssey. Uh, I'm really hoping Valhalla comes back through because they have one of the original writers like, lead writers coming back for oh, Valhalla. So I'm like, hopefully it'll tighten stuff back up again. Though one other thing that's really hurt, like, Assassin's Creed has been, they've been releasing a lot of their content through comic books and stuff. Okay. Which is obviously kind of a dying medium, and the hefty majority of their fan base isn't going to know what's going on, and you get references to it in the games, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I said... Uh, I would rather see games take a little bit more time. I'd rather see Cyberpunk get delayed three more times than come out as a broken mess. Yeah. Because people are complaining about it being delayed, and you're just saying people complaining about it if it's shit. Yes, exactly. And they'll be like, oh, why'd you, give me, waited. A, you, why'd you give me a broken product? Well, because you were sending <laughs> me fucking death threats. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's no pleasing anybody, especially these people. Yeah. Any in fandom of anything, really. Yeah. I mean... People are pissed about the reveal. I haven't even finished reading it yet, but the reveal of the three Jokers thing, they're like, it's just bland. It, it's it not really? what we wanted. I'm like, just accept it and quit fucking crying. Or make one yourself. Yeah, you I'm like, do, do something. Do some, like, I don't agree with the idea that every fan should, like, should have a voice that should be heard. And I know me and you will disagree on this just a little bit. But that is where my respect for Ryan Johnson comes in. I do think... Respect. I have respect for him sticking to his guns. I don't think that he made very wise decisions when it came to Star Wars. But he was able to take... He was willing to take a risk. Which is one thing that Star Wars has been sorely lacking since like the original trilogy. But did it work out? No. Initially, yes. Initially, people were sucking that movie's dick. Really? Because I oh, wasn't. I heard so many people be like, oh, it's the best Star Wars movie I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, oh, like I went and watched it, and I was like, this is actually fantastic. 
the only problem with it was as soon as I walked out of the theater, I was able to start picking stuff apart and being like, this doesn't connect with what I grew up with. And that's where the backlash started coming in. As soon as that fucking movie ended, I just felt like disappointment, like, just like, rain over me, ran away. I was just like, what the I, fuck? I just wish, like, honestly, I feel like because of how Rise of Skywalker handled everything with that, it made it that much worse. Because, like, Rise of Skywalker could have at least branched off of it. Instead of making Rey a uh, uh, Palpatine, I guess. Yeah, and fucking Abram, J.J. Abram just had a... He just felt like he needed to fucking correct everything. Well, I'm like, dude, if you already, like... It's your fault for not fucking laying yeah. out a whole story. Like, but he never does. Yeah. With anything he starts, he never fault. finishes. And then you get these fucking sequels out of these great things that he starts that he has nothing to do with. Yep. Except maybe a producing credit. Yep. It drives me insane. I have a lot of respect for him. I just wish he could start something and finish it. Yeah. Like, this is why I'm not excited with the prospect of him doing anything with DC. Because DC needs a Jeff... Uh, not a Jeff Jones. Uh... Kevin Feige. Yeah. To, or, or the way Jeff Johns is with the comics. Mm-hmm. But they need a Kevin Feige, someone who respects and loves the source material that can steer it through the next 20 years. Yeah. Instead of, oh, we'll have four fucking Batmans in one year. It's <laughs> killing me, dude. <laughs> like, I like the prospect of seeing Michael Keaton again, but... I don't want it to diminish my thoughts on the Batman. Because I don't want Batman fatigue. Right. Other than that, I mean, I'm going to fucking go balls deep when it comes to the Batman movie. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's the same way that everyone kind of got tired of Iron Man. Because, like, he was in fucking everything for a while. And it took him literally, spoilers, dying in a movie for people to care again. Yep. So... I don't know. Hopefully, that shit gets sorted out. Yeah. Um, and then what else did we have on order for today? Uh, I think the only other like major thing we had was um, Johnny Depp lost his libel suit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, I hate that. Lost thing. his libel suit to Amber Heard, meaning that he was claiming that she made a bunch of false statements, and accusations against him, as far as him like beating her and doing all this other shit. And the courts ruled in Amber Heard's favor. I don't see how that would be possible. Apparently, his, the, the judge whatever said she was convincing in her argument or whatever the fuck. Isn't there a recording? Yeah, there's recordings of her, like, mocking him and calling him a bunch of names and shit. And then she even cut off his pinky finger, like, mm-hmm. tip his, and there's pictures of it. Yeah. But, yeah. no, isn't there a recording of her on a phone call saying that she made the shit up? I thought there was, yeah. I'm really confused on how the fuck that would go down. Me too. I mean, shit happens. I mean, what was he really going to get out of it anyways? Well, now they're saying it kind of it will ruin his career. That's what the, this article said. I feel like he's honestly untouchable. He'll be good, To I me, think. he's like Michael Jackson levels of untouchable. <laughs> like, I know that might sound fucked up, but, like, legitimately, he... Michael Jackson got accused of touching how many kids? And 
It literally took till after he died for people to start sponging his name away. Yeah. Um, and that was after, like, hologram performances and all this other... They still have that thing in Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah. Michael Jackson experience or whatever? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's... That's my thing, is, like, he has been ingrained in culture so long where he hasn't had a single really bad thing said about him other than maybe he's a little bit of a pretentious cunt. Weirdo. Yeah. (laughs) And he can't turn off his accents now because he's gotten lost in them. <laughs> and he loves accessories. Yeah, and he is a wino like none other. Yep. That dude, I've never heard of anybody going through as much wine or alcohol as he does. Yep. <laughs> to the point where he's almost broke. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'll never uh, forget those stories with Amber Heard, the, the Amber turd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so hopefully it doesn't do anything with his career. I will say I don't think he has much of a career left at this point, though. He yeah, hasn't. he's been doing the same shit for a while now anyway. Yeah, and even when he does try to branch out, he does something, like, overly goofy. Like, I love Kevin Smith, I love Tusk, but Guy LaPointe was a fucking awful decision for uh, Johnny parties. Yeah. Well, honestly, more so for Johnny Depp because Kevin Smith has kind of has a license to do goofy shit now. Yeah, because no one's going to, like... People go in expecting goofy shit from him. So, whereas there was a point where Johnny Depp was looked at as, like, one of the most serious actors ever. Yeah, I think his last serious movie was Black Mass, wasn't it? Yeah, and everything... And that wasn't even that great. Yeah. Well, I heard a lot of good things. Didn't it get a bunch of, like, nominations and shit? Not that I know of. Really? I heard it. I heard it did. I'll have to check for sure. But, um, and then he does movies like Mordecai, and I I wanted to go back to the days of, like, Rum Diaries and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and shit like that. I wanted to get lost deep in a, like, a good role. Balls deep. Balls deep. Um, and then maybe I'd be willing to re- circle back around to a Joker discussion if he were able to, like, resurrect By that time, he'll be too old to do it. And then it wouldn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, that's my thing. Like, when the Joker conversation came came out around him, I was... that had zero interest because of how he's been. Right. If you take me back to Edward Scissorhand days, I probably would have said, yeah. Like, I'd be all about that. Yeah. But I'd take Shia LaBeouf as Joker before him. At this point, yes. That'd be a fucking insane Joker. He'd go I don't all know in what it is with you and Shia LaBeouf, though. I, I just want to see him more shit. I, I want to see him more stuff. I think he's a sure. really good actor. I think he could play a very good, like, super villain in a movie. Either that or, like, an anti-hero, like a Red Hood. Could you see him as a Batman? I can see him pulling off, like, a really tortured, like, Batman. I could see him pulling off a Damian Wayne Batman. Like, future Batman. True. Like, especially if you look at him in the comics where he's just, like, fucking mental. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, I, I see him or, like, a Red Hood, honestly. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Ooh, that's, that'd be a good J- one. Just, like, he doesn't have enough of, like, the the looks for it, like, facially. But at the same time, like, he can play that, like, tortured soul that's gone fucking haywire. Yeah. Like, fantastic. Yep. So... I, I could see him in that more than Batman, per se. Yeah. But 
if you twist Batman a little bit to like a Damian Wayne or a Jason Todd version of Batman, then I'd be about it. Yeah. Um. But I I, I really hope that he doesn't get lost too much again because he scared me there for a while yeah um when he's fucking pulling out his teeth for fury and yep and he's having that art gallery of himself he's sitting there with the paper bag over his face <laughs> yeah and he allows people to take it off or, or when he got arrested at that cabaret or <laughs> I will say the one thing that really like brought respect back to him in my eyes at least during all that was the actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf Oh, yeah, yeah. That shit, like, the fact that he was able to laugh at himself, yeah. that, like, brought a lot of respect back to him. Yeah. Which is another reason I don't think I'll ever be able to really respect, like, someone like Justin Bieber. Because he has so much, like, contempt for people that talk shit about him. Yeah. That, like, he's canceled shows because someone threw a water bottle on stage one time. <laughs> yeah. Like, stuff like that where you're just like, all right. Yeah. Like... It's enough, princess. And there was that one thing that Shia LaBeouf did where he uh, he like, allowed an audience to come into a movie theater and watch all of his movies with him. It was like a whole marathon of his oh, movies. Oh, is that that one where that those pictures of him, like, smiling? Yeah, and the front seat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that would be dope as hell, dude. Like, he's sitting in there with Shia LaBeouf watching I mean, obviously, movies. I sat in a theater with one of my heroes, which I never thought would fucking happen. I had to pay him a shit ton of money for it. <laughs> but... Like, something like that. Like, if you were literally walking down the street and someone someone that you, like, look up to was like, hey, come in and watch this god-awful Transformers movie, probably like the Transformers movie more. Like, yeah. it would create a different experience for you and you would have a, kind of a newfound respect for them even more than what you had before. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that gets lost on a lot of major celebrities. They kind of get... And so here's the thing. No celebrity should have to constantly think about their fans and stuff like that. Yeah. Or live for them, like the way people are toxic uh, with fandom. But at the same time, I think it is nice that you have certain people like that that will take the couple extra minutes to do something nice for fans. Yeah. And not just be so pretentious. Right. It, It... helps your brand, I yes. guess, more than anything. And it's weird because I don't see them doing it for that reason. Right. It's not to help their brand. It's just because they seem down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the one thing that I wish that Shia LaBeouf would do to fix himself is stop with the... Uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when you steal someone up, plagiarism. Plagiarism. Yeah, you didn't hear about that? Uh-uh. He got in a fuck ton of trouble for plagiarizing an entire script one time. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Um, And then, I think also, I know it was a play, oh, you remember that video where he's rapping in the woods or, like, some fucking safari yeah. or some shit? That was a stolen rap from somebody else that he, like, stole as his own for a moment, and everyone, like, lost their shit on him. Wow. And I was like, oh, dude, he can rap, and then I, after I saw that, I was like, oh... I mean, that explains it. I mean, at least you can remember the lyrics, but... <laughs> um, other than that, I know the one other big news story, and I know we didn't want to touch it for too long, 
But, uh... Oh, why am I drawing a blank on the name now? Bond. James Bond. Yes. Uh, Sean Connery. <laughs> Sir Sean Connery died at the age of 90. Full life. Yeah. You realize the what the last movie he was in was? Was it a long ass time ago? Uh, it was pretty long ago. Do you do you remember the League of Extraordinary? That was the last. Oh yeah, he he retired after that because yeah. it was so bad. Yeah, he was embarrassed. That was like 2003, I think. <sighs> I think you're right. I'm gonna look it up just in case. I had the movie. It's in a gold case and shit. I the DVD case is I, like gold. I do have it somewhere, but I, I don't think I had that. Uh-huh. And even then, my parents never kept DVD cases. They've just put all of it into like a. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I they, they didn't collect shit. They're not like their hoarder of a son. <laughs> like, I have more collectibles than anybody I know. <laughs> and I know of a lot of people who have way more, and I'm like, goals. <laughs> um, so, Sean Connery. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He, his last movie. I just want to make sure I wasn't wrong. Um... What? Oh, yeah, that's right. His last movie was called Sir Billy. It was in 2012. Oh. And he did it, uh, I think, it was a, so this one's an animated one. But I think he did another movie for a friend at one point uh, because they asked him to. I think it was before League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but he, like, played, like, a 70-year-old, like, skateboarder dude or something. The League was his last legit movie. Yeah, last, like, legit movie. Other than that, he did a TV show episode, voiceover for a video game, and I have no idea, a narrating thing. Um, But yeah, League was 2003. What the fuck is it with you in calling years? It's starting to piss me off a little bit. I had a vibe. I had a feeling. (laughs) Every time I'm like, oh, I have no idea where that's from. You're like, 2003, hands down. And I'm like... How? <laughs> I don't know how you can keep track of that shit. Like, I, I don't even know when the first Saw came out. 2004. I, f- I wanted to say 2001, and I know I'm wrong. But it's fucking 2004, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an ass. Um, so, yeah. Um, we're, we're all out of uh, real big news topics for the yeah. week. So, peace. <laughs> um. I, I usually find something to kind of throw out, like, a little uh, fan casting thing. But I promised something weeks ago that me and you would do a little discussion of a movie. But it took you, like, five fucking weeks to watch it. But you finally did it this week. Oh, yeah. Um, The Devil All the Time. Yeah, Netflix movie. It's featuring Spider-Man. Yes. And Pennywise. <laughs> and Batman. And Winter Soldier. And John... Con- no, what fucking character does he play in Terminator? The... Oh, Jason Clark? Yeah. He plays John Connor. Okay, so John Connor. And Elvis Presley's granddaughter. I'm so confused. The the hooker chick that he uses uh, when they're killing people? From what movie? Or is that his actual granddaughter? No, it's his actual granddaughter. Oh, fuck. I thought you were no. trying to make a No, no, it's his actual granddaughter. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wait. Haley Huff or whatever the fuck his last name is. So, that's his daughter's daughter. Yes, so I believe her stepdad at one. You know, point? I think it's her great his great granddaughter. It's either his granddaughter or great granddaughter. It would have to be granddaughter because Michael see. Jackson would have been her stepdad at one point. Who? Michael Jackson. Yeah, he married what's her name? Uh, 
Elvis's daughter back in the day. Let me see, alright? I can't think of her name right now! Just fucking leave me alone. <laughs> what is her name? Um. Fuck. Marie Presley? What is your name? Devil all the fucking time. <laughs> That's what the movie should have been called. Oh, hell. I'm the devil all the fucking time. Oh, her name's Riley Coe. Okay. Who? Now let's see. So she's Priscilla Presley's daughter. No, she's Lisa Presley's daughter. Who the fuck is Lisa Presley? Lisa Presley. <laughs> How many kids does she have? She's 52. She's also a singer-songwriter. Huh. But yeah, she's uh, she's Albert's granddaughter. And the movie also features... Oh, sorry. I was looking at uh, his family lineage now. Son of a um, bitch. It also features uh, Haley Bennett. Is that her name? Who? From Swallow? Yeah, the girl who swallows. <laughs> the girl who swallows. And then I know I'm going to get this name wrong, but I got to look it up. Uh, but it's Emily... From fucking... Um, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, Alice. Yeah. Alice. I forget her name. Uh, it's... Fucking oh, it's not Emily. It's Mia Wasikowska. What what was it? Wasikowska? Yeah, she's in the fucking movie. Uh, Dudley's in the fucking <laughs> movie. What is what is his real name? I want to give him some respect because he's come a long fucking way. He's fucking Dudley. Dude, as far he's as I'm concerned. Dudley. Um, he's fucking looking thin. Oh, he's dude, looking scary. He's really scary thin. Um, he. Kind of had a surprising turn. Like, don't get me wrong, I hated him in the Harry Potter movies, but... I didn't know anything about him other than that until I saw this. I was like, wait a sec. But you, ne you never watched, um... That Netflix movie, the Coen Brother movie. Which one? Um... It's like a western-ish... Oh, uh... The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. No, I never saw it. No, oh, he plays a... Sideshow attraction. With no arms and legs. And Liam Neeson tosses him off of a fucking cliff into a waterfall. <laughs> it's kind of fucking crazy. Um, and so, the, did you know the narrator is actually the dude who wrote the book? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I watched the video after I finished watching the movie about the uh, and explained the ending mm -hmm. and showed him that he was the narrator yeah. and shit, which I thought was pretty cool. He he actually narrated that fantastic. He did. He he added a lot of like the tone to it. You can tell he was having fun with it too. Oh yeah, it's like my books made into a fucking movie. Yeah. It, he, I liked that more than I liked the constant Stephen King appearances in his movies. Yeah, and I like the way that video described the movie. It was a, uh, was a hillbilly gothic, is yeah. what they called it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so one thing I will say, the thing that stands out to me most about this movie, like we haven't even gotten through all the cast yet. Yeah. Um, but I will say the one thing that stands out to me the most is that little kid that plays a young Tom Holland. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah, he was good. Like, I want to know if Tom Holland based his performance off of him or vice versa. Because those two characters side by side are so believable. One thing I did uh, learn from an interview with uh, Skarsgård, mm -hmm. Pennywise, uh, he said he, when they were rehearsing and shit, Tom Holland would read the lines as the younger version mm -hmm. and they would act to each other. Act, um, across from each other so when Skarsgård went to go perform with a little kid he kind of felt like it was Tom Holland okay yeah 
I mean, it, you can tell that something extra was done with this movie to yeah. make them a believable, like... Yeah. To, to to show the aging of one character with two different actors. Yeah. And like, his downward spiral is oh, fucking crazy. But you do have to admit the brutality that he has, like, especially when he's kicking those kids' asses. Yeah. Fucking with his sister. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I was like, that is some fucking... I couldn't imagine a Spider-Man with that level of intensity. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of Spider-Man the whole movie, which I didn't. I thought I was going to see Spider-Man the whole time. Right. But I did not. Fucking insane. Yeah, he pulled that shit off really good. And then Sebastian Stan is a dickhead. He's a douchebag. I thought that he was, like, one of the more, like, redeemable-looking actors, like, ever. Like, I didn't think I could see him in something where I'd be like, oh. I hate this fucking guy. Yeah, like, he's a fucking cock. (laughs) But no, dude, he fucking killed that shit. And fucking Winter Soldier and Spider-Man face off one on one at the end. That was pretty brutal. Like everything, it like it was. I told you this when I first watched it. It is the first movie I think I've watched in a really long time that I didn't walk away going, "Well, what about this and this and this?" Like yeah. it felt like it closed all possible holes. Yeah. Um, the ending was kind of sudden, but it wasn't like a bad ending. Yeah, and uh, I know there's a lot of theories, but like. Him getting into that dude's... Van? Yeah. Everyone's like, it, he could be an allegory for, like, Jesus. Because it was, I like, a long-haired hippie yeah. dude. And it was kind of him... He was trying to, like, stay He's like away. shedding the devil. Yeah. Him. Like, kind of, like, getting rid of evil. And then that, like, family in the yard and everything that was, like, him and his family in the Yeah, he was, he was picturing that. Yeah. So... I, I don't know. I felt like the way that they told that story was just phenomenal. Yeah, and when he uh, when he got in the car with uh, Jason Clark and Elvis Jr., yeah, um, I already knew he wasn't going to die. I'm like, he's oh, built yeah. different. He's about to fuck these bitches. Yeah, but I didn't expect the twist they gave yeah. With her. Yeah, yeah, I didn't expect um, that. Because, like, I, I expected him to, like, kind of catch on with him and, like, get him. Yeah. But I honestly kind of expected him to walk away from the girl and not, like, have any... And she's just one of the things, like, she's just wanted him dead anyway so yeah. she'll leave you alone that, that was Wouldn't my have, thought but yeah. the fact that she like fired the gun blew my mind to begin I with. thought he got shot I was like fuck I know I was like oh no and then kind of seeing it a, a little bit after that that her uh, Jason Clark's character fucking took put blanks all, in yeah there. put blanks in the gun cause he thought she was gonna try to kill him fucking blew my mind yeah. I was like he's like the luckiest character in the whole movie Tom oh, Holland dude 100 he's lucky a few times god <sighs> The, cause it was a pretty. I can't remember how he pulls off the final shot to kill Sebastian Stan's character. Yeah, I think it was the same thing. They both shoot at the same time. Sebastian Stan hits the log, and Tom Holland shoots him like in the gut or inside. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, he dodged another bullet there. There were so many layers, and we haven't even touched Robert Pattinson. That guy's such an ass ass hat in that oh movie. Oh my dude. god! And that I will say, like like I said this before, his accent drove me crazy for the first minute. He didn't show anybody on the cast or crew the accent until they started shooting. Which is fucking insane. So everyone's probably like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, and it's it's so, like, cartoony and flamboyant. But it works. It took, it, it took me out of it for maybe a minute. Really? And then after that, I was like, okay, I buy this character. <laughs> like, every, like, mannerism he had, every, like, the cocky, just, like, really, like, cocksure, ready to, like, kind of put everybody else down. Yep. And, like, fucking taking those chicken livers. <laughs> Embarrassing his grandma. Uh-huh. That shit was, like... I think that little touch just made him that much more, like, believable. Yeah. 
And when he when he dies, when Tom Holland shoots him in the head, I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, no, I didn't expect that level of brutality yeah, from that death either. <laughs> I didn't expect fucking go for a headshot. Like, fucking Batman versus Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know if we want to get into that argument. That's what it was. I mean, yes, it, it was it was that. I'm just saying, like, if we were to get into the actual argument, I, I don't, I don't know. I think Batman would win. I do too, but I don't know. I feel like that could create arguments with people. That could. But yes. On the next step, Batman would win. Um, we could do like a fucking versus yeah. <laughs> episode. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think if oh. One other character who I really actually enjoyed, the only female that I actually felt like carried any weight, was uh, Lenora, his sister. Uh, she was played by... That was sad. That was, that was sad. Because she didn't even mean to do it. No. And, like, like, I liked that level of storytelling, too. Where, I like, I'm so tired of seeing characters in movies, like, commit suicide. Just, like, especially because of stuff that I've gone through with in my family in the last three years and stuff like that. Like, it's hard to watch sometimes. And, like, that killed me at the beginning of the movie with, uh... His dad. Yeah, Bill Skarsgård. That was unexpected. Yeah. Honestly. It was like, what the that... fuck? And what he did to the dog, I don't want to get into that, but... Yeah. <sighs> yeah, especially today. Yeah. Um, he... It blew my mind that they went that level with him, but how much death there is is insane. There's a lot of death in that fucking movie. Freaking Dudley trying to sacrifice... He, like, believes it so fucking hard, too. He's like, resurrect. Oh, dude, that was insane. But, like, I will say, that casting of that girl, her name is Eliza Scanlon. She looks like a combination of Mia and the Dudley, dude. She really does. Like, it surprised the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, so, was that was that his cousin? Like, I know they said stepsister, but... So, no. So... Because was Pennywise brothers with Alice? No. No. They were lovers. They were lovers? At the beginning, he... I don't remember that. He either. promises when he goes to the war that he'll come back and he'll marry her. And then he ends up meeting Elvis Jr. No, not Elvis no, Jr. Uh, uh, Swallow, Swallow Girl. Girl. Yeah. yeah. He meets Swallow Girl. Yeah. And so, they get by fate, both of their kids end up in the same house somehow. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, because she was just a family friend who dropped their kid off while her and her husband went out to do whatever yeah. and whack <laughs> that was fucking brutal kill too I did not expect that Just I knew I had a feeling because uh, before they show that the narration's like when she never saw her mother again or something mm-hmm. like that I'm like oh I killed her but yeah but I didn't expect I thought I was going to shoot her or something I, I thought it was going to be like more like I'll, I'll be honest I, I didn't connect two and two at the very beginning because I was like are they married or what's going on? Yeah. Like, especially with him being Christian, I was like, is he going to rape her and then, like, bury her out in the woods? Yeah. I didn't expect that level of, like, getting lost in the religion type thing. Too lost. Yeah. And then when he got bit by the the spider in the face and he was, like, swollen, I guess, and he didn't want to be seen, he hid in the closet for however long. Yeah. For days. And that's when God <laughs> talked to him and told him to kill his wife. Yeah. Fucking crazy. And oh, that's real. There's oh, fucking people like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've listened to enough sword and scale shit. Uh, you know, Chris Benoit? Yeah. The wrestler? Wasn't he like that, too? Oh, there's reports that when he killed his son, he had a Bible next to the bed. And there's a verse, I can't remember where it is in the Bible, don't ask me because I don't know enough, Yeah. where someone kills their son and 
sits on their chest and re- it revives yes, them. Yes, yeah. And he tried that multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like, his ribs were destroyed. Yep. His son's ribs were destroyed. Like, people get lost in that stuff like crazy. Which, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a whole other discussion. It's sad. It's yeah. very sad. Um, I mean, I don't know if you've listened to the newest episode of Sword and Scale. It's kind of along those lines, too. Which one? Uh, I think it's just the regular Sword and Scale 174, 175, something like that. I listened to... What did I listen to? Because I listened to something that was new. It was like two days ago. Oh, I listened to the uh, the new plus. Oh, yeah. No, it's... it's uh, 173? Yeah, 173. It's really good. Okay, I'll um, that It's fucking brutal. But like I was saying, that one thing that like really like made me happy with Lenora's character, like when she goes to kill herself, I was like, come on, like killing yourself over a dude is fucking stupid. Yeah. And, like, especially with, like, the family you came up and with. She realized she that, too. Yeah. And she's like, fuck! And then the fact that it became too late was like, oh, Like, seeing the regret in someone's eyes immediately before shit goes down. And then Tom Holland, he's, he was been through enough shit before that. Mm-hmm. And then that just adds an offer, this guy's been through so much shit. Well, and I was wondering, like, how he would connect two and two, but the way they did that was smart, too, where she, the coroner or whatever or the uh, cop was like yeah the coroner said this and didn't want to go to the family and like yep. break down the ground and then he actually saw Robert Pattinson do that to another chick mm-hmm. and she just rode her bike away yeah <laughs> I'm like what, what did he call her uh, uh fire hair or something yeah like fire that. hair yeah. fire hair and then he's like and sometimes I get my wife uh, my, while my wife is like sucking me off I, I choke her with it He's like, do you ever make her puke? <laughs> like, what? What level are we on here? Yeah. There um, was no fucks given in that movie. Yeah, no, it was it was wild. And, like, I think that was another reason why I really respected it is because it felt like the way people talk. Yeah. Even though it was literally set in the... 50s and 60s. Yeah, it was very timely. Like, yeah, it didn't feel like something I couldn't connect with. Yeah. I think uh, just... Uh, themes like that are just universal and they never uh, date. Yeah. 100%. Because those are always there. Oh, yeah. Regard, revenge, regret, oh, yeah. death, all that shit. Which seems to be really heavy with everything we've talked about today. Especially the revenge shit. Yeah. Um, as, as a final closing, just because I could literally go on about the devil all the time for... Like, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I could talk about that. We could do a whole podcast on just that movie. We can um, I guess the best way I could do this is what is your favorite revenge movie? What's yours? Mine would probably be It might sound stupid, but I love Boondog Saints 2. I haven't seen the second no. one. So, they frame... Uh, the mob tries to frame them for the murder of a priest. And so they come back and, like, it's massive revenge. Good. Um, don't get me wrong, there are other movies that are more, like, straightforward revenge th- that you get. Like, uh, what was that one with... Why can't I think of her name? The Blonde Chick. Not Meg Ryan. The blonde chick. Uh, Ju- 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 Jodie Foster? I think that's her name. 
Uh, there's like a movie where she gets raped, and then she's like on a mission to get revenge. Uh, that one's also really good. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out what the title of that one is. But I guess my it kind of fits in revenge in a way. Uh, taxi driver. Oh, okay. That's a good one. I can see that one. Still, also starring Jodie Foster. Still haven't seen it. Wasn't that Jodie Foster's like first fucking movie? Yeah, she was like twelve. Yeah, she played a hooker. A twelve-year-old prostitute. <laughs> Yeah, that's technically a revenge movie. Um, oh, actually, I'll take that back. My pick. Joker? Yes, actually. Is it really? <laughs> yes, I was going to say the Joker. You get what you fucking get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bang, bang, skeets. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, my God. Uh, also, quick note, he uh, watched Borat 2 as well. And oh, yeah. That's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. The consensus on that one is uh, cringe for days. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll, we'll drop it here. Um, please make sure to uh, like us on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to like and rate and uh, leave a review on Apple. Uh, it definitely helps us get out to other people. And, uh, and we dropped our Packies One Chip Challenge last Sunday. So if you want to go watch that, we're at 100-something views now. So Yeah, I don't want to talk about that, though. That was fucking torture. It was painful. It was one of the worst things I've ever done. Watch that shit. Subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Please. Yes, please, because uh, that was literally the probably most torturous thing I've ever done in my life. Um, And then please make sure to uh, like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh Follow us on all those and then subscribe on YouTube and uh, just uh, keep up with us and we'll see you guys next time. Name's Anthony Stevens. Damien Leba. Peace. Peace.